Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another action-packed, body-slamming episode of 80s Wrestling Radio. This is Tommy Fierro, joined with my co-host, Jumpin' Jay. Jay, what's going on tonight, bro? Tommy, it's a good day to be on 80s Wrestling Radio. I tell you what, the weather in Minnesota is turning warmer. The snow is starting to melt. We're getting closer and closer to 80s Wrestling Con, and we have a stud of a guest tonight. So everything's all good on this side of the mic. Absolutely, man. We're uh, we're we're just over 30 days away from 80s Wrestling Con, which is taking place on Saturday, April the 27th in Freehold, New Jersey, at I Play America. Over 20 80s legends will be appearing there, including Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, the Nasty Boys, Slick, Brother Love, Jake the Snake, Roberts, Lanny Poffo, Cowboy Bob Orton, Wendy Richter. Greg the Hammer, Valentine, Rocky Johnson, Coco Beware, the Wild Samoans, Kemp Patera, the Powers of Pain, and more. Uh, tickets are available now. Head over to 80swrestlingcon.com. Again, that's 80swrestlingcon.com. We'll talk more about the convention later in the show tonight. I'll tell you what, though, Jay, one guy that I wish that I, I could have had on this uh, convention was someone that was a huge icon of a name in wrestling in the 80s during the you know the, the heyday of you know the rock and wrestling connection 85 86 87 and that's a big john stud was uh one of the you know the, the characters that you remember from the 80s and uh joining us on the line right now is his son uh big sean stud who is also following in his father's footsteps as a uh, wrestler. We're going to talk to him more about that later in the show, but first I'd like to welcome him on the show. Uh, Sean, welcome to East Wrestling Radio. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man, not much. Thanks for having me. You know, we've been talking about doing this. I'm glad we were finally able to put it together, and what a perfect time to do it because, you know, the 20th being the anniversary of my father's death, it's 24 years now, so... You know, I feel, what a better time to have a whole show dedicated to my father. I appreciate that. Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on, Jay. We got we got uh, we got Big Sean on. What do you got for Sean uh, to kick off tonight's episode of Babies Wrestling Radio? Well, I tell you what, Sean, uh, we don't have to tell you the impact that your father had on professional wrestling. Uh, he certainly was a mainstay in '80s wrestling. The time I grew up watching it, he was one of the names that always came to mind. He was one of the guys whose action figures I always had. And I'm dying to hear from you uh, a little bit about his career. And I just want to remind our listener, if you have a call, if you have a question, 
for Big Sean Studd about his legendary father. Uh, please give us a call here. The number here is 323-927-2953. And you can get on live on the air with Big Sean Studd. Now, Sean, I just have to tell you one of the first things that you think of when you think of your father is the legendary matchups he had with the other big man of the era, Andre the Giant. Yeah, well, in my family, we call him Andrea. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, man, of course, my dad and Andre. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, the big rumor out there is my dad and Andre didn't like each other. And towards the end of both of their careers, that may have been true. But my dad and Andre, they started wrestling each other in the late 70s. And they made a lot of money together for, you know, over a decade. And it's hard to not like someone that you you make a lot of money with, you know. I mean, they were rivals. Don't get me wrong. And, um, I mean, they they were the two biggest dudes. And, I mean, you can watch their matches. They brought it. And, you know, they beat the hell out of each other every time. Um, uh, for, you know, it's. I believe that at WrestleMania one, you know, Andre says he slammed my dad. I still think he tripped and fell, but that's debatable. But um, <laughs> yeah, so the other big giant, Andre. I mean, yeah. So like, I addressed the uh, rumor of them kind of hating each other. It's not, you know, not a hundred percent true. But towards the end, I will say that towards the end, they did not like each other. Um, Andre, and this is just what I've heard from guys that were back there at that time. Like, Andre was just difficult. You know, he was in a lot of pain. He was difficult to work with. Um, him and my dad, I don't know exactly what what happened behind the scenes. I've heard many different things. Um, it's not what Vince McMahon said in the uh, Andre the Giant documentary about my dad stepping over the top rope. Um, I wish it was that. That'd be cool. I wish it was something that simple. But, but I'm sure it's just a matter of, like, you know, unfortunately, some just minor BS that got blown out of proportion, and and it ended a good friendship. I mean, if you guys follow my Instagram account, you know, I put a picture of my dad and Andre up uh, in the 70s in Hawaii together. They're both wearing speedos, you know, drinking beers. So you know, it's a shame that they're they're good friends, and uh, it came to an end, unfortunately, right before both of their untimely passings. <clears throat> You know, Andre and and your dad had such a a great rivalry. You, you think of WrestleMania one, but it was much more than that. I mean, after WrestleMania one, is when your dad teamed up with King Kong Bundy. They got together shortly after the first WrestleMania, and uh, they started their feud with Andre. Now Andre would bring in various partners to to take on uh, Bundy instead. At you know, at, at all the different house shows throughout the United States. Sometimes he would team with Hulk Hogan. The other times he would team with Tony Atlas, John mm-hmm. Carandolo, Kibbley Jim. Any form of those teams would take on uh, Stud and Bundy. So they, they had that feud going with Andre. And it, it was such great uh, booking back then because after that, they still got more out of it because now you got Stud and Bundy against the Machines. Who was uh, Andre the Giant exactly, under the mask exactly. with Black Black Jack Mulligan and uh and uh Black Jack Mulligan and, and uh the mass superstar Belidi. So I mean they, they got a long way and then and then after that and he came back in the in the he came back in eighty nine when he uh he won the Royal Rumble against that as well. 
But at that WrestleMania, he was a special guest referee for Andre the Giant against Jake. So, I mean, they, they, those guys mm-hmm. were parallel through through their whole career uh, in WWF, basically. No, yeah, and, you know, that, that's funny you say it like that because I've never really thought about that. And, um, you know, just think about that. They were kind of rivals for almost a decade. You know, in the wrestling world, they were kind of always seen as rivals. I mean, is there when's the last time it's been like that in wrestling? Like, you know, when's the last time you've seen two guys that have just, it doesn't matter who, like, it doesn't matter who they're wrestling that night. You just know that if it's him and Andre, they're always rivals. Like, maybe Stone Cold and The Rock, you know, back in their heyday, you know, they they were always, or like Stone Cold and Vince McMahon, you know, you always looked at them as, like, guys who really hate each other. But, yeah, like, my father and Andre, they, that, you know, that storyline essentially, I mean, it started, like, at WrestleMania 1 in the WWF, but, if you go back and look on the network, you can see that they're wrestling in the NWA, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, um, up in uh, the Maple Leaf Guard. I mean, they're wrestling all over the place long before they got in the WWF. So it's kind of cool, actually, that they're able to keep that feud. I mean, I just, you know, who's the bigger man? <laughs> you know, when one man says he's the bigger man and the other man says he's the bigger man, I guess it's easy to just keep it going. <laughs> Well, and I, and I think it's I think it's important to mention that in their earlier matches, uh, a lot of times when we think of Andre, we picture him in his in his older years when he can't move quite as well. But when Big John Studd and Andre first locked up, they were both solid workers. They could go in those yeah, matches. Exactly. They were two big men colliding, but they were working in that ring, and it's it's they were great matches to watch. No, exactly, and you know, growing up. You know, my, I was born in 1990, so I didn't really get to see as much as, like, say, my older brother did. And now that uh, with the network, WWE's putting up all this old stuff, I'm seeing these matches of, like, my dad and Andre. I mean, my dad with tons of guys, but, yeah, like, my dad and Andre, that I d- didn't even know existed before. <laughs> like, it's you're right. Like, they when they were young going at it, it was a completely different match than what you got at WrestleMania 1, you know? You know what my, my favorite uh, storyline of, of all time was, Sean? And your dad was mm-hmm. your dad was a part of it. And I mentioned this in the past on, on, on the show as well. When it was Hulk Hogan and Paul Orndorff against Big John Studd and King Kong Bundy, where Paul Orndorff turned on Hulk Hogan and went with yeah. the family. That's my That's all-time great. favorite angle ever. And uh, obviously, your dad was was a big part of that as well. Hey, I wanted to ask you real quick. Uh, you said you're going back watching the, the WWE Network and, and seeing old stuff of your dad that you've never seen before, or maybe seen for the first time. Besides Andre, besides Andre, who who are some of the guys that you enjoyed watching your dad wrestle? Um, I love. Like now, I like going back and watching my dad and um, a lot of his like Mid Atlantic Champion stuff. Because that's just a lot more, it's a lot more working, you know, in uh, the Midland Championship Wrestling and, like, even in the NWA, even in WCCW. Um, but growing up, I loved watching my dad wrestle Hulk Hogan, and even still to this day. Like, when people oh, ask yeah, me, definitely. when people ask me, um, you know, like, show me, you know, to show them my father, like, people who aren't wrestling fans and stuff, I just show them my dad versus like, one of the hundreds of matches of him versus Hulk Hogan. Because that's such a name that everyone knows. You know, everyone knows Hulk Hogan. So it kind of shows that 
like my dad for, you know, a be- the better part of a decade, he was main eventing with either Andre the Giant or Hulk Hogan every night, mm-hmm. you know, as one mm-hmm. of the other. Sure. So he was, hey, hey. he was definitely the top heel, you know, it's the top heel of the industry for about a decade. Hey, Sean, I want to tell you uh, two, two cool things. One is I actually saw your dad versus Hulk Hogan live as a kid, which was awesome. And I also got a chance to meet your dad as a kid. He was doing a personal appearance at the Meadowlands Racetrack in New Jersey. And I believe it was right before, yeah, I believe it was right before WrestleMania 5. So they were doing like local promotions in the New Jersey area. So it was Ricky Steamboat, Ricky Steamboat and Big John Studd at the, at the Meadowlands Racetrack. And I got to meet him. I was like 10 years old, man. So it was, your dad and him were like the first two big wrestlers I met as a little kid, you know. But I'll always awesome. remember. I'll always remember that man. That yeah, was really cool. It was really, really cool. That's awesome. How was? How was? Was he nice? Was he, were you scared of him? <laughs> oh, dude! Of course, I was scared of him. I was ten years old, man. He was Big John Stud, you know. I mean, he didn't have, the, know, white, he have the white pants on, but yeah, yeah. yeah I'll tell you this. Yep. There's a there's an there's an interview with Bobby the Brain Heaton. Uh, where he talks about your dad, and he said that Stud uh, was such a nice guy. He was almost too nice of a guy to be in the wrestling business and way too nice to be a heel because he always took time to sign autographs and talk to fans. And when you think of a guy who's 6'10", 360 pounds, and mean as a junkyard dog on TV, I bet as a 10-year-old kid you were scared. Uh, But it sounds like from the boys he was one of the nicest guys in the business. Oh, yeah. Um, Since I've gotten in the business and – done these shows with a lot of the old guy, a lot of the old timers uh, that they've had nothing but great things to say about my father. I mean, he was a very well-respected man in the business. Um, everyone. I mean, I talked to Rick, everyone from Ric Flair to, to, to Virgil to, you know, um, to, to, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan to, I mean, just Ricky the Dragon Seaboat, they've all said the exact same thing, that my dad was just a really, just a, all around a man's man. You know, he didn't, didn't he shook your hand, looked you in the eyes, and that, that was it. Never said a word about a man behind his back and, you know, did his business in wrestling and carried everyone. And um, I always tell people if I'm able to just kind of, I just to maintain that the reputation that he held, you know, that I'll know I've done a good job in this industry. That's awesome. Hey, hey, Sean, I want to ask you, and, and before I do, anyone out there that that wants to call in and and, and talk to Sean or have any memories of Big John Stud, give us a call at three two three nine two seven two nine five three. Again, that's three two three nine two seven two nine five three. We're talking big John Stud with his son Sean. Sean, I want to ask you, what made you uh decide you wanted to get into the wrestling business? Obviously I'm sure that the answer is probably because of your dad following his footsteps, but uh guide us through the journey. Was it something that you were watching at the time? Were you watching WWE and said, Hey, I want to do this? Um yeah, so, you know, I grew up, like like I said earlier, I was born in 1990, so I kind of grew up with, like, Stone Cold and The Rock, and I was, I, I, I love, you know, I grew up just loving wrestling, um, and I, when I turned about, like, 12, so, like, 2002, I kind of just, you know, Stone Cold left, The Rock was gone, um, you know, I kind of just drifted away from wrestling for a little bit, I was in the, like, I was playing football, I was going into high, uh, middle school and high school, um, so, you know, 
I really I kind of fell away from wrestling for about six six to eight years. Uh, yeah, like six to eight years, and then uh, I was in college actually, and WWE came to town, and I kind of um, I got a bunch of tickets for me and all my roommates, and we went, and I was like, man, like I just had such a good time, and I forgot how much I loved wrestling. So that was when I was twenty, and I just started watch wrestling again like i i became obsessed with it watching everything tna um that was before the network so uh whatever i could find on the internet i was watching and then just you know wwe they had obviously raw smackdown but like at the time they had a uh, like superstars on ion or whatever like some weird knockoff channel um so I was just kind of watching everything, and I uh, just and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this." Like, fuck, like I don't know if we're allowed to swear on here, but I was like, you know, f f that. I'm I'm gonna be a pro wrestler. Like that's what that's what I'm that's what I want to be, you know. And I just kind of fell back in love with it. And you know, I grew up around the business, so it's not like I was a stranger to it. It's not like when I turned it on when I was 20, that was the first time I've ever seen it. You know what I mean? Like I was every I was going to wrestle like some of my earliest memories are being at an arena watching wrestling with my dad, like scouting for, I couldn't tell you who we were scouting for or what, but I just remember being with my dad watching like, you know, just some indie show at the time. So it's, you know, it, it was in my blood and that it just took something to kind of rekindle that fire. And um, once I started putting my mind to it, I just kind of started buckling down, focusing, lifting and getting big, uh, you know, I'm tall, but I was always like a skinnier kid in high school had to throw in some weight. Um, I met Booker T right before I turned 24. And uh, he, I met him at an MCW show in uh, Maryland. And it was kind of funny, you know, he just kind of walked, yeah, I told him who I was, I was interested in getting into the business. I knew he had a school out in Texas. So he kind of just walked up to me and he was like, uh, you want to get in the business or what kid? And I was like, hell yeah. So on my 24th birthday, I actually arrived in Texas with all my stuff and I lived there for about two and a half years, learned the craft. And then you guys know how like the East coast is just such like a hotbed for wrestling. And I'm originally from Northern Virginia. So yeah. So I moved uh, back to Northern Virginia. I have a place over here. So I've kind of been bouncing back and forth between um, Virginia and Texas and just, you know, hitting both circuits. Like Texas is so big that, I, I always joke around and tell people it's its own circuit out there. Like the Texas Indies are its, are its own Indies. Like you can be over in Texas and not, and it doesn't matter anywhere else just because it's so big. So I'm pretty fortunate. I'm able to kind of get the best of both worlds on the Indies. And then, you know, obviously the goal is to get to the big leagues, get to the WWE. <laughs> Sorry if I went on a little bit there. <laughs> no, no, no. It was very interesting actually. Uh, so, what how how what led you to um, choosing Booker T? You said you saw him at a MCW so, show and you knew you knew he was a trainer. And you said, "We can I come well, down I to your knew, school? Like how did that all come about?" Yeah, so I mean, I knew I I knew he had a school just because I was kind of looking up schools, you know. And that you got to think this is in um, twenty fourteen, and yeah, that's only you know a little over four years ago. But wrestling, you know, the, the indies were dead back then. You know, it wasn't like how it is right how it is today. You know, in 2014, things were starting to pick up, but for, for the majority of it, 
the Indies were dead. There weren't as that many. I mean, there are a lot of schools, but that many reputable schools. Um, MCW, they just opened up their school. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I would have probably joined with MCW, but uh, they were in the middle of a class. And um, you can't, like, they didn't accept students during um, classes. You know, you had to start at the beginning of the, like, two- or four-month class. So, yeah, that's, and then, um, and I, you know, Booker, you know, I'm the son of a WWE Hall of Fame legend. I'm not just going to walk into any hanky, and not, not saying MCW's not hanky-panky. Like, I train there all the time. MCW's great. But, you know, I'm not just going to move to any part of the country just go into some school with uh, nobody running it. You know, I knew Booker T is Booker T. You know, he's the man. I mean, who – Sure, there's not a absolutely. Better, there's not a better person. You know, I, Booker T will tell you himself. I mean, in any industry, it's you learn from guys who've done it, you know, and Booker T has done it. You know, he's, he's headlined WrestleMania. He's headlined countless pay-per-views. I mean – you know, five-time WCW champion in the Hall of Fame now, getting re-inducted with his brother for the Harlem Heat. I mean, if you want to get trained and you want to do something, you know, you want whatever industry you're going to be in, you might as well get trained and learn from the best that you're able to get to. And at that time, Booker T, I mean, he was the best. His school in Texas is literally like a uh, mini performance center. It's, it's huge. It's, ginormous it has its own arena in it um i love it like i i I love i always tell people that they're spoiled like guys who just come from a booker t school that they're spoiled there because it's so nice there's a lot of the other places you know it's just a ring a ring in a room (laughs) hey you said you 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 moved down there for two and a half years Did, did you have like when you're moving down there to go train, do you have a a job lined up at that point? Do you have a place to stay lined up? Like, did, did you have that all planned out before you went down there, or you just went down there and try and pretty much winged it? Well, I went to the floor for about the first couple months I was there. Um, I put that together right before I, like, literally like a week before I moved down there. I found like one of the, someone was able to let me sleep on the floor. You know, they're kind enough to let me sleep on the floor, but. um and then uh, when I got down there, you know, I'm a big dude. I just found a bouncing job in downtown Houston. It's funny. I'm a big old white guy, and I was a bouncer at an all-black club, and it was great, you know. No one, no one does the thing. <laughs> yeah. Sean, let me ask you this. You, uh, you're a big dude. You look just like your dad. What kind of pressure did you put on yourself stepping into – the wrestling ring for the first time. Did you feel like you had to live up to your dad's uh-huh. legendary career? So, um, yeah, I'm glad you asked that. So when I first, like after my first few matches, obviously the pressure is always there, but it wasn't really until I started getting a lot of buzz that I, I felt that pressure, you know, um, like when I moved back to the East coast and I really, like I just started getting all these indie bookings and, then I kind of realized, like, oh, you know, like, I, I realized any industry, I mean, anything worth doing is going to have pressure behind it. So it just it comes with it. But uh, it, it's, you know, there's times where it's tough. Uh, you know, I can't lie, it's tough. But you know, you get over it. Well just said. like uh, you know, anything else. 
Were you, were, did you decide to follow in the footsteps with the name Big Sean Stud? Is that something that's always been my nickname, Big Sean Stud? And, uh, yeah, I'll be honest, now that I'm getting, you know, like going into wrestling, of course I knew I was going to go with that. But now that I've been in the business for a while and I'm, you know, you got to evolve your characters, I might, you know, I'll, I'll always keep Stud in my name, but I might have to drop the Big Sean and come up with something else, you know? I'm injured right now, so I'm out for a few more months, unfortunately. But what? no better time to kind of rebrand yourself and redesign yourself. So, uh, you know, make, keep an eye out. Well, I'll just keep that. I can't, I can't release any more details on that. <laughs> at, you know, at one of my favorite LG... I was going to say, at six foot ten, two hundred eighty pounds, it's going to be tough to drop the big. Yeah, uh, you know, you're right, but I, I think I got some good ideas lined up that I think will will do just fine. That's exciting, man. <laughs> hey, I was I was I was going to say I was going to say one of my favorite LGN figures uh, as a child was was the big John Stud figure, but he he had other stuff too. He you remember the Thumb Wrestlers? He was part of the Thumb Wrestlers. He was part of the Bendy series. You, you know, your dad had a lot of figures. The, the early stages of, of the, the first figures of everything, like the LGNs and the Thumb Wrestlers and the Bendys. He was also part yeah. of the Hulk Hogan Rock and Wrestling Wrestling cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a such a storied such a storied career at such a high peak of, of of the popularity of the industry at that time. I mean, God, I don't think he gets enough credit for for being such a, a larger than life character. You, you think of, you think of guys in the eighties, you know, the, those larger than life characters, the, the, the big, big names, you think of Hulk Hogan, you think of Andre the giant, you think of, you know, Randy Savage, the ultimate warrior, Jake, the snake Roberts. I mean, if you're keep going down the list, I mean, big John, the son is going to be on that list as well. I mean, he was one of the biggest names of, 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 the, of that, that time, you know, just such a legendary figure. Such a legendary figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree. I, at times, I, I feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves because I consider my dad also, like, one of the pioneers. You know, like, that original, like, rock, like the, like the original rock and wrestling crew, you know? Like, I, I was listening to the Pritchard show uh, last, a couple weeks ago, and they even said, it's like, the guys who took WWF globally, it was like Hulk Hogan, Andre, my dad, um, like Rowdy Roddy Piper, you know, those guys were just so instrumental to what we have today. And, you know, I'm not sure why. I, I agree that I do feel like my dad doesn't necessarily get the recognition he deserves for all he's done. Um, I know lately, like within the last couple of years, they've talked about my dad's business now. So, you know, maybe they're planning something. I don't know. If they are, they haven't told me yet. But, um, yeah, it, <laughs> I, I do agree, though. He uh, he definitely deserves more recognition. Um, hey, I, let, me, I, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, when he when he he left the business, the WWF, I, I believe around sometime in I want to say the fall of '86. I might be a little off on that, but I know he returned in December of '88. He came back on the Brother Love show and announced he was back, and he wound up winning that next uh, Royal Rumble that was the following month in '89. Where was he for for the for those two years? Uh, did did he retire? Was there a falling no, out? So uh, he, um, you know, I wasn't born yet, but I, I believe 
he had to, he tore his pec in 86. So they put sidelined him for about two years. And also he was trying his hand in um, some other ventures at the time, like with movies and, uh, you know, he he did like Jackie Chan's The Protector, and he did some television uh, some television shows like Hunter. Um, you know, they tried like a Dirty Dozen. Tele- you know, he was just trying. Eight, to eight team. He was on Eight Team as well. He exactly. was on Eight exactly. Team as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So he was just trying his hand in other ventures. Um, uh, I don't think he it was his intention to have to leave the business, but you know, just an injury did that, and then. You know, he came back in 88, and he ended up leaving again in sometime in 89. I'm not sure exactly when. Uh, you know, if you look online, it says it was due to bad payoffs. I'm not sure exactly what it was. I, I I'm, That probably might be the truth, you know? Yeah, it, I just it think, wasn't a, yeah, I, it, I it wasn't a long like, stay when he came back. He came back in December of 88, and he was down again back in June of 89. He came back. He won the Royal Rumble, and then he uh, he left WrestleMania against uh, with Andre and Jake, and then shortly after that he was gone again. So you know, there's probably definitely some kind of falling out. Uh, um, yeah. At that point, you know. Yeah, I actually, you know, I'm going through all this stuff with my father's. I actually have the uh, just found the court transcript between my father and Vince McMahon about that, and. I think it, it's just all it's payouts and there's some other thing too that you know just behind the scenes they you know well they wanted to push my dad as the top guy but they didn't want to pay him the top guy money and he didn't think that was right so you know some people will think that my dad was in the business for almost 20 years he knew what he was doing mm-hmm. you know he, he wouldn't my dad would not have walked out if he did not think he was getting. Uh, shaft like the short end or shafted because like we were talking about earlier you know everyone really respected my dad he was a well-liked man in this business so he wouldn't just do that and and he was he knew the business he knew what you know you don't walk out once tickets are sold so he wouldn't have done that unless it was unless it had to happen <laughs> hey, you know what I wanted to ask you also I want yeah. to ask you too. You said in '86 he he got hurt and he was out for about two years. Did you uh, hear of anyone talking about him? His thoughts on WrestleMania three? Because here you go, he's he sidelined, and now here's the biggest wrestling show ever for the ninety-three thousand people. Do you do you did you ever hear of any stories of him commenting on that, like wishing he was there or or anything like that? No, you know, I've I've wondered that myself and I, I don't I've I haven't heard anything and I, unfortunately I just if he said anything, I think that information's just lost now. Yeah, I mean if he's if he's sitting at home watching uh uh this show in front of ninety three thousand people, he's gotta be saying to himself, Man, I, I I wish it was me in there with Hogan or, yeah, you know, or, and especially... or, or something like that. Yeah, especially since, you know, he was only injured at that time. It's not like he walked out. So, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure like anyone, I mean, you know, I'm injured. I'm not able to make it to WrestleMania. You know, I was obviously not booked for WrestleMania, but like WrestleCon and the whole, you know, all the shows this weekend, I'm bummed to be missing that. So, anyone would be upset to be, you know, to be forced to have to miss like one of the biggest shows in their uh 
you know, and what they do in their career. Especially, I mean, that would have been the biggest show of my father's career, 93,000. It was pretty much the biggest show of anyone, right? Has that record been broken by the WWE yet? I believe uh, last year they did, right? Or the year before, uh, Jay? They they claimed they did. I don't know the official uh, count on it. But, yeah, I think they did and, claim that. They beat that. But I want to see. I feel like WrestleMania three was 93,000 paid tickets. You know what I mean? Like, everyone Right, paid. yep. There's you know, difference. whereas these other ones, are, they fill a lot of it. Maybe the Saudi Arabia uh, show. Didn't that, wasn't that in, like, a 100,000 <laughs> stadium or something? Like something crazy. I'll tell you what, WrestleMania three was my my all time favorite WrestleMania. How about you guys? What was your favorite WrestleMania? Mine's definitely number three. Uh, mine was fifteen. Stone Cold versus The Rock. I say that every time. <laughs> hey, you want to hear something funny, Sean? You know what? What's I got to take it back. WrestleMania WrestleMania fifteen is probably my favorite too because <laughs> I was actually dressed as one of the police officers that arrested the Big Show at WrestleMania fifteen. No way. <laughs> yeah, man. That's you awesome. if you if you yeah. go watch it on the network, I'm on there. You see me wrestling the big show. That's but funny, uh, man. uh yeah, WrestleMania three though is my, my favorite WrestleMania. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, now that uh you know, like I grew up with Rock and Austin, so WrestleMania fifteen was when you know, the first time they collided and that was that was awesome. That was just incredible yeah, to me. Absolutely. Hey, let me ask you a question. Uh, so, so you've been in the business now for a few years. Who, who is some of the the bigger name guys that you've you've been in there with that that, that the listeners out there would know? Of? Um, I wrestled uh, Ryback, like Drew McIntyre, before he you know went back to the WWE. Um, who else? Uh, you know, I. When we get off the phone, I'm going to think of all the names right now on the spot. I can't think of anyone uh, who is. Well, you know what? Let's, let's, stick, let's, stick with Drew, let's stick with Drew McIntyre for a second real quick because, uh, obviously, he, he's he's crushing it right now in WWE. He, he's such yeah. an unbelievable performer, man. What was it like getting in there with him? Because uh, you look at him right now, and I'm sure it was only uh, – how long ago did you work him? Two couple uh, years back? Yeah, it was 2017. So it, yeah, it was okay, so it wasn't that long ago. Two years ago, I'd say. Did so, you when yeah, you I got was, in the ring with him and you worked him? Did you know, man, this guy is gonna be back there and he's gonna he's gonna be a real big star? So I, I mean, when you look at him, you just know he's a star. You know, he's just one of those guys that just looks like a star. So I knew, like, I. I I knew – I didn't know that he'd be going back to the WWE as soon as he did. But, you know, I just knew – I you know, I knew where he came from. And I, I was honored to be in the ring with him. I knew, like, he was going, you know, going to be either in TNA or back in WWE or whatever. But it's kind of a funny story about that is uh, – so we wrestled in a – it was called, like, the Big Man Mat – the Big Man Bash down in um, – it was at AML in North Carolina – and he and I were the first match of the whole show, which is kind of, you know, it's like him versus me is the first match, but it was a tournament, so you you, know, you got to go with it. But we both got there five minutes before our match because I didn't realize how, you know, it was a seven-hour drive from my house, so I didn't realize how far it was, so I was just speeding the whole way. And he got pulled over, and because he, like, flew in from um, – 
like I or you know Europe, wherever like Ireland or England, the cops were giving them a real hard time, so they like held them for like an hour, an hour and a half. So we both got wow. to the venue at the same time, like five minutes before the match, and uh, he was kind of just like, "Hey, you want to just go out there, you know." We'll just keep it real simple, uh, then we'll hit the finish and go home. And I was like, that sounds good to me. <laughs> so, you know, being in the ring with him, I just went out there, listened to everything he said. We didn't call anything in the back. We had just a you know, opening match of the show, it, just a basic eight-minute match. You know, anything he did, the crowd popped. And it was, you know, a good learning experience, and it was a lot of fun. Good dude. Drew's a really good dude. I'll say that. Looking right at back, the main, sorry, I would say, look, looking at the main WWE roster right now, is there somebody on the roster that you hope to have the opportunity to wrestle one day? Yeah, I'll tell you who: Braun Strowman. Yeah, buddy, that's what I was hoping you'd just say. Like, just like how my old man, you know, didn't like some 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 t- short. Uh, inbreed walking around claiming he's a real giant. I'm the same way. You know, they say Braun Strowman's like what? How tall they say? Seven foot. I stood next to him when he first got in the business. I, he wasn't. I, we were. We were eye to eye. I'll tell you that. He's. So I'm ready. He's listed. He's listed on the WWE website as being six eight, three hundred and eighty five pounds. Uh, then I. Then you know what? I actually might have. I might be a little taller than him. And that's a shoot right there. Would you uh, would like, you be would you be willing to put up fifteen thousand dollars if he could slam you? <laughs> You're damn right. I'll put up fifteen thousand dollars and the the deed to my house. <laughs> Jay, that, Jay, on, on the on the six on, on our on our six weeks on the air so far. This that was your best that was your best line so far. <laughs> better than my better than my bottle of arrogance cologne for the model. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think uh, so. All right. Hey, uh, Sean, I, I, I want to uh, I want to ask you: Have you ever had the opportunity to meet Hulk Hogan? No, I've not met Hulk Hogan yet. I've I was able to meet Ric Flair, and my dad and Flair were really good friends. But Hogan, like I, I really I do want to meet him. He's definitely on the list, uh, but unfortunately, not yet. Hey, hey, Sean. Uh, Hulk Hogan follows us on Twitter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna one of these days share one of your pictures on uh, on on Twitter and, and and tag him. Say Hulk Hogan meet Big John Stud's son. See if we can get some cool you too. Dude, I, that would be a that would be awesome, man. If you that's awesome, I appreciate that. I really do. I really yeah, do. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that he would. I'm sure that he would pop knowing that that you're a son. You know, we gotta we gotta make that yeah. happen, Jay. We gotta make that yeah, happen you know. for him. Like I'd like to talk to Hulk because him and um, you know, he and my dad, like we were talking about earlier, they main evented many, many nights for many years, and I'm sure they had a like I'm sure they were good friends outside of the ring. Um, so I'd like to just see like what he thought of my dad, you know? Get his, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm guessing yeah, I'm guessing Hulk so, Hogan loved working with your dad, a big fellow that can work. That's Hogan's dream opponent. Exactly. And, you know, they always say, like, if they don't, if the top guy doesn't like you, then you won't work him long, you know? Exactly. Yep. So they must, he must, they must have gotten along pretty well outside of the ring. 
Awesome. Well, hey, Sean, we appreciate you coming on the show tonight and, and talking about your dad. And uh, we look forward to following your career as well, man, back soon. So uh, we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on you and like to have you back on in the future talk more about your dad and, and about your career as well. And uh, we're going to try and hook that up with you and the Hawkster on uh, Twitter this week because I think that he would he would think it's pretty cool that you're a big John Studd's son. So let's see if we can make that happen for you this week. Dude, I appreciate that, man. And yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I, that, you know, it was awesome. I had a good time. Whenever you guys want to do it again, please do not hesitate to ask. Let's do it. Yeah, man. And everyone out there, keep an eye on uh, Big Sean's dad, man. I think he's gonna he's gonna be doing something uh, in the near future with all, with all this uh, you know all this competition out here out there. And, and I think that you're in a good spot right now where uh, you know the business is 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 you know creating talent because there's so many different opportunities out there. So I think it's a, a unique uh, situation for you to be in, man. So I wish you all the luck in the world, and we look forward to uh, you know following your career and, and talking to you soon. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And yeah, you know, like uh, I'm sidelined right now, guys. But as soon as I get back, please pay, follow my career. You know, I'll be killing it. Um, just keep keep your eyes on me, guys. Um, have a good night. You too. Thank you, you Sean. Too, man. Yep. Bye bye. Have it, Jay. Big Sean Stud. Uh, very uh, very interesting, man. Uh, you know, if you, you think about it more as the show is going on, John Stud really didn't get the credit he deserved for for the the impact he made during that big you know boom period of wrestling eighty five eighty six eighty seven eighty eight and then during that whole time period you always hear Hogan and Piper and Savage and 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 you should don't get me wrong but you you don't really ever hear Big John Stud that much I think that. He's a name that some people, you know, not not forget, but, you know, maybe brush the side and they really shouldn't be. No, I, I 100% agree. And I, I wonder if it has to do with he didn't have the the personality of a Hogan or a Macho Man. But don't get me wrong. I mean, he could cut promos and he was a, a heck of a worker. And I think, like you said, he deserves more credit than he gets. Because when you talk about the boom of the golden era of wrestling, he's in it and he's He's in all sorts of spots on the cards. He's wrestling main event guys. He's he's doing mid card matches. He's always in in some kind of rivalry or some kind of um, matchup that that you want to see. And so I agree. He was right there. He's one of the names that come to your mind when you think '80s wrestling. Like you said, he's one of the first to have action figures, be in the animated series, do all those sorts of things. So no, he has a place as one of the guys of the golden era of wrestling. Yeah, I'm interested in uh, following his son's back and, and, and get some stuff cooking for himself. I, I think that, uh, you know, people definitely would take interest to, to someone that, you know, first of all, second generation guys, people always love to, to watch right. and, and get behind. Uh, but, you know, John Studd's an interesting name because he was such a, he was such a, icon from that era. So I'm I'm curious to follow uh, Sean's career going forward and and, uh, and seeing what happens. So we're, we're going to keep our eyes on that. But uh, let, let's talk a little bit about 80s Wrestling Con, my man. I announced last week we had Hollywood from Glow on the, uh, on the show, and we announced that you were going to be the host of the Glamour, Guilt, and Greed of the 80s Glow Girls question and answer panel at 80s Wrestling Con. Uh, I told you off the air via text, you're the voice of 80s Wrestling. 
you really are not eighties <laughs> wrestling. The eighties are our our brand eighties wrestling. Uh, you're, you're the voice behind it, man. I think you do a phenomenal job uh, on the on the radio show. He does, uh, by the way, Jay does a lot of stuff for eighties uh, wrestling con off the air uh, stuff for us. Uh, he's very 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 helpful. So I just wanted to give you some props, man, and tell you that we're looking forward to having you host the uh, Glamour, Guilt, and Greed of the 80s Glow Girls, which is going to be a big part of 80s Wrestling Con. They're going to sit down on the stage. They're going to host a J, and uh, you know, we're going to have you ask questions. We're going to take some questions from the audience. You know, and it's going to be it's going to be unique because you know, with the popularity of the Netflix show, you know, Glow. You know, it's going to be, you know, curious for you to talk to Hollywood, who's been in all six seasons of it, get her take on it, get uh, Royal Hawaiian and Lightning's take on everything, and, uh, you know, just, you know, get in their head about all different sorts of, you know, things that went on in, in, in the 80s glow girl period. I think it's going to be really good, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, to uh, – hopefully I'm not running around with a chicken with a tech hook cut off at that point <laughs> it's going to be at, it's going to be at the end uh hopefully i'll be able to check that out but uh yeah man uh you got some stuff planned for that i'm sure that you do after we announced it last week i'm sure you've been doing your homework listen i'm so excited about that tom and i want to thank you for the opportunity to do that i am a little bit nervous about holding my own on stage with these three ladies when you think that what they started uh 30 some years ago and it's it's experiencing a rejuvenization here with the younger crowd thanks to netflix and people are still interested in it they're still talking about it the stories that these three ladies uh could share the stories they could tell i just can't wait to be there with the crowd of people feel the excitement in the air and just let these ladies do what they do best and that's entertain the crowd yeah, man, and they're they're coming into '80s Wrestling Con uh, with Sports Access, which is uh, ran by my my buddy uh, Jerry uh, Sorrentino. He's he's bringing in the '80s Glow Girls. I'm really excited to have them there, man. Uh, I think they're a really nice addition to this convention. I think uh, they're bringing a unique and different perspective to the convention because you you have on the you know the all the main guests are all you know, from that, you know, 80s WWF era. So you have that all on one side. Here on the other side, you have, uh, you know, the gorgeous ladies wrestling, the originals, you know. And they have a really great deal. If you're going to the convention, they have a, a Glow VIP ticket at their table for 50 bucks. Check this out, uh, Jay. For 50 bucks, you get an autograph and the photo op with each of them. So you get three autographs, three photo ops for fifty bucks. I mean, you really can't beat that if you're a, if you're an eighties wrestling fan. No, you can't beat that. And and where else are you gonna have the opportunity to get these three ladies together at one time to sign anything? Like this is a, this is a one time opportunity to meet these three ladies and get their autographs and get the picture. It's an amazing deal. Yeah, man. And uh, he he also has uh, Barry Horowitz and Gary Michael Capetta uh, coming in at, the, at their boots as well. So that's really cool, man. Barry Horowitz is, is a, a, unique, a unique name that really hasn't been up this way that much in the New Jersey area. And Gary Michael Capetta, obviously, is a legendary ring announcer. So 
uh, they have a cool little uh, thing going between the Glow Girls, Horowitz, and and uh, Gary Capetta. So I'm looking forward to uh, having them all there. Absolutely, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to meet all of those stars. Um, super cool, super cool. Yeah, man. So uh, we're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna have you do that, and then we also have uh, other stuff planned as well, which you can find all the activities and, and stuff on 80swrestlingcon.com. Again, that's 80swrestlingcon.com. We'll be updating the site more in the upcoming weeks with, uh, you know, additional information as as the convention grows closer, like, you know, specific times of events and stuff like that. Uh, probably, like, within, you know, a, a few weeks before the convention when we get everything ironed out as far as how the day is going to be mapped out. We'll get it up on the site so uh, you guys have a better idea of, of how the day is planned. Um, one of the things planned for 80s Wrestling Con, and, and I'm looking forward to it. Jay, if, if, if you have a hard hat available, you may want to bring it with you, uh, and I'll get mine too because <laughs> we're going to do Pile Driver live on stage with Coco Beware. I'm looking forward to this, man. I, I, you know, as a kid, you know, uh, you know, you would go to the WWF shows and they'd be playing – do that on the TVs and the music videos, so it's going to be cool to have them do it and perform it live at uh, at my convention. I'm looking forward to it. Now, if you're a younger listener, when we say he's performing the pile driver, he is not spiking somebody's head onto the concrete floor. This is a song. This is from an album that they released in the 80s. He is singing, Coco Beware is singing a song live on stage at uh, 80s Wrestling Con. It's going to be... Oh, yeah, you like that, huh? Sometimes love. We might have to make it a duet, you, you and Coco. Tip-toe. Brother, let me sing my song. You can tiptoe around, but don't <laughs> make that sound. You want to hear the rest? You can come and Coco Brewer singing for you on April the 27th in Freehold, New Jersey at I Play America. Hey, man, another cool activity uh, is going to be their attraction will be the Greg the Hammer Valentine figure for challenge jay i'm sorry i might have to enter you into this the greg the hammer valentine figure four challenge check this out fans can uh get together with their friend and put on a figure four leg lock in front of greg the hammer valentine we're going to pick a couple lucky people to do this the best one will be voted by greg the hammer valentine and then that winner will have an opportunity to get a photo op of Greg Valentine putting a figure four on the winner. So that's going to be something really cool. The Greg the Hammer Valentine figure four challenge at 80s Wrestling Con. What do you think about that one, Jay? Could you imagine being the guy that has a picture of yourself in the figure four from Greg the Hammer Valentine? Like, how cool would that look above the mantle? How cool would that look hanging in the office? I think if if it was me and I had that opportunity, that would be my Christmas card for the next year. I would send that out to everybody I know, me and the <laughs> hammer. Hey, hey, this is some really good stuff. I mean, you're a good pitch man. You know that? Uh, we should be saving this for the go-home show of uh, 80s Wrestling Con, which would be on uh, April the 22nd. Maybe we should have saved all the stuff you're saying right now. This is, these are good uh, – Good clothesline. You have to come up with some better material for that show, which, uh, right, by the way, right. we'll, we'll, for that April 22nd show, which would be the, the week of 80s Wrestling Con, 
I can promise you one of the uh, wrestlers that are going to be on Indies Wrestling Con will be appearing live on uh, that episode to uh, help promote uh, and maybe two, maybe two stars. Jay, yeah. what do you think about that? Maybe two stars we'll get. Maybe we'll extend the episode a little bit longer uh, on that night. So Ooh, I like that. Week of Indies Wrestling Con. I like so that. Why not? On. Yeah, we're going to work on that. And uh, one last thing let's talk about is, you know, as a kid, you know, one of the things that I'm sure that you remember too, Jay, was, you know, going to the newsstand and picking up your Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine. Uh, in the 80s, I mean, man, you never miss having a PWI. And uh, at 80s Wrestling Con, they're going to be holding a uh, revealing of – well, right now they're doing a contest on their Twitter page and whatnot with their followers – that they can vote for the three greatest covers from the 1980s. At 80s Wrestling Con on uh, April the 27th, they're going to reveal the uh, top cover, and uh, they'll be presenting that live at uh, 80s Wrestling Con. So it's going to be really cool. They're going to be there live, and uh, I'm really excited to have them be a part of 80s Wrestling Con because, you know, they're such a mainstay in 80s wrestling. Uh, it's only right that they're going to be there, so it's really cool. I'm looking forward to having them there as well. No, you said it. When you were growing up, that was the magazine to get. That was the magazine that told you about the wrestlers that you didn't necessarily see on your TV. It ranked them. It tells you who was better than who. Um, we should have brought this up when Big Sean Studd was on because PWI ranked his dad, Big John Studd, number 60 of the top 500 single wrestlers. And they did that uh, in 2003. So that was a retrospective on all the wrestlers. And he ranked that high. So at least PWI knows what's up and is giving Big John Studd some of the well-deserved credit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to having them there, Jay. It's going to be cool to uh, to have them be a part of, of – uh, of the convention as well. So we're going to, we're going to talk more about the, the convention in the upcoming weeks uh, leading up to the convention, which is right now only uh, a little over a month away. Uh, trust me, uh, Jay, my, my head is going bonkers right now. Uh, I believe it is preparing, pre- preparing for this uh, event. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot when it's, when it's over 20 guys and you're worried about, you know, you know, transportation and uh, airfare and, and, and travel plans for, for this many people. So, I mean, there's a lot of work that uh, goes into mm-hmm. this. So the next month will be absolutely bonkers for me. But you know what? It's all worth it because we're going to make memories uh, for fans and for them as well that are going to last for a very, very long time. So uh, this is a very special event for me, and uh, I'm sure it is for others out there that love 80s wrestling. So we'll be talking a whole much more uh, about the convention and the, the upcoming week. And like I said, on the April the 22nd episode, we're going to you know do a big preview of, of 80s Wrestling Con. We're going to run down everything, all the guests. We're going to have a couple guests uh, on the show, on the radio show, talking to them. And uh, maybe we'll do a, 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 a contest giveaway or, or some other fun stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll plan it in the uh, upcoming weeks. We'll, we'll do a big, big show for uh, April 22nd. Day. So put that on your calendar. And uh, we'll come up with some cool ideas and, and, and some giveaways and, and, and just have some fun. And uh, next week, I'm working on a guest as we speak. Uh, like, like I said last week, the, the best thing to do uh, to, to check that out is uh, follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at 80s Wrestling. Very easy. 
at 80s Wrestling. Usually uh, by Thursday or Friday, we'll, we'll have the, the guest announced. Uh, I dropped the ball this week. We, we had it ready, uh, I believe, uh, on Friday. Jay sent it over to me, but I didn't post it till till Sunday, and, and I apologize for that. I'm sure it doesn't happen again. From now on, we will uh, we'll try and make it a tradition, Jay, to, to post the uh, guest uh, on Fridays on 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 the '80s Wrestling Instagram page. Does that sound good? We'll do that That's every it. Friday. That sounds great. And what what uh, follow for that purpose alone, but. Tommy posts so much amazing stuff having to do with 80s wrestling that if you're not following the account already, you need to do yourself a favor and give it a follow. But yes, we will aim for every Friday to find out who's going to be the next guest of 80s wrestling radio. Yeah, I like that, man. You know why? Because you know the people that are out there that are listening, and if I don't have that information to, to give uh, the week prior, I don't want them to have to, to wait till, till Sunday because uh, I was a uh, a dumb dumb and, and, and forgot to post it on there. So for now on, we're making a point to have the guest booked and ready to announce on Friday on, on 80s wrestling on Instagram. So any listeners out there that, that wants to follow that uh, and see every week, you'll know Friday who the guest is for that Monday. And we'll try and make sure we have a guest every week for you guys. Uh, until next week, I uh, hope everyone has a great week and hope you enjoyed tonight's episode with, Big Sean Stud, very interesting. Jay, thank you so much. As always, great job. Anything uh, you want to say to anyone out there before we uh, we uh, ride off into the sunset? The only thing I'll say is if you're somebody who's who's hearing about 80s Wrestling Con and you're thinking to yourself, I want to go, but you haven't gotten tickets yet. You're thinking to yourself, it's 32 days away. I got time. I just want to tell you, there's only a certain number of hotel rooms that you can book. There's only a certain number of, of flights that you're going to want to be on. So do yourself a favor and book early. This is not an event that you're going to want to miss. If you put it off, if you forget to get your ticket and, then, and you find out there's not time for you to fly in or drive in, you're going to be kicking yourself. Do yourself a favor. Book it now. Book it tonight. Book it right now when we get off the air. And you will be living your childhood dream at 80s Wrestling Con. You're a great pitch man, brother. Until next week, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you next week right here on 80s Wrestling Radio. Have a good night, guys. Um.